Welcome to the St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows podcast channel. The sermon you are about to hear is from our worship service on September 3rd, 2023. For more information about the community and ministries of St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows, you can visit our website, smlutheran.org. There you will find the full online worship service from which this sermon is taken. And if you'd like to contribute financially to help sustain the ministries at St. Mark's, you'll find more information on how to do that there as well. And now, here's Pastor Audrey Lukasek with the Gospel reading. The Holy Gospel for this day is written in the Gospel of St. Matthew, the 16th chapter, verses 21 to 28. From that time on, after Peter confessed that Jesus was the Messiah, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. And Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him saying, God forbid it, Lord, that this must never happen to you. But Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Then Jesus told the disciples, If any of you want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit them if they gain the whole world but forfeit their life? Or what will they give in return for their life? For the Son of Man is to come with angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay everyone for what has been done. Truly I tell you, there are some standing here who will not chase death before they see the Son of Man coming in his dominion. The Gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. I invite you to pray with me. Spirit of the living God, come now and grow our faith. Deepen our hope. Come and strengthen our love and water in us a desire to be your faithful family forever. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So how many of you, even this morning, are wearing a cross? Or maybe on your dresser you have a cross that, or one or two that has been given to you. Maybe you even have some crosses throughout your house, either that the cross may be on, the, uh, on your wall, or it may even be something that you hold when you have time of prayer. For many of the crosses that we have around our house, it does say something about our identity, that we are a baptized child of Christ. We are a follower of Jesus. We are post-resurrection people. We know what happened on the cross. But imagine for a moment of what it was like for the disciples to hear Jesus say, as we go into Jerusalem, that he was going to suffer many different things and that he would be crucified and die 
and in three days rise again. And he went on to say the importance of to be my follower, pick up the cross, and follow me. You can only imagine the confusion among the disciples when Jesus said those things. And Peter, as we have come to know, uh, it blurts right out and says some things. Now, over the last couple weeks, we've been hearing stories about Peter. A couple weeks ago, we heard in the middle of the night when the boat was out in the water with the disciples, off in the distance, they saw what they thought was a ghost. And Jesus, as he walked on the water towards them, said, Be not afraid, it is I, it is Jesus. And Peter said, if it is you, he had a lot of doubt and uncertainty, Peter, if it is you, command me to come and walk on the water towards you. And so what did we learn at that time? We heard Peter, who was filled with a lot of doubt and uncertainty, and he followed a path of fear. But that's where Jesus reached out to him and saved him from drowning. And then last week, we learned about Peter and where Jesus was asking the question, who do people say that I am? And Peter said, you are the Messiah. You are the Christ, the Son of God, the living God. And after saying those words, Jesus blessed him. But today, we heard in the story as he was, Jesus was describing to the disciples what was going to happen, Peter took Jesus aside and he said, you can't have that happen to you. Peter responded like a parent who maybe pulls their child away and to say, maybe you don't want to say those things or to act that certain way. And so Peter begins to rebuke uh, Jesus in saying, this can't happen to you. For you see, the disciples had witnessed of Jesus' miracles. He saw how people came, crowded around him to learn what it means to this new way of living in God's world. And they learned about and saw the compassion that Jesus had for many. And so when Peter was saying these things, this can't happen to you, Jesus, how does Jesus respond? He says those words, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block for me. You are seeing things merely from a human point of view and not from God's. Has there ever been a time when you found yourself quite upset about something and you found yourself sway being swayed away from really following, being a faithful follower of Jesus, and you stopped dead in your tracks and said, Get behind me, Satan. Has that ever happened to you? I know there have been times where I got distracted and I found myself saying those things because it caught me in a way that reminded me how to focus not on human things, but on God and getting directed into the right direction. So today, again, as we are reminded, Jesus reminds me to be my follower. You have to pick up the cross and follow me. And yes, that may include some suffering. Not that God would want us to be suffering, but that is part of the life. And that's when we realize of where Jesus knows what it means to suffer. 
but also, again, he did this for us. But we have to be reminded, again, what our cross stands for, that death on the cross was not God's final work. He rose again. He kept the promises and gives us new life. So picking up that cross and following Jesus sometimes is not an easy thing to do. We do get distracted. We may find ourselves focusing on human things rather than heavenly things. Sometimes our path in, as a faithful follower of Jesus can be difficult and challenging, and we may not always know what that might look like. But that's where, the, where we find that Paul, in his letter to the Romans, he was giving them some principles, some attributes, some virtues of how to live this life as a faithful follower of Jesus. Have that love be genuine. Help those who are in need. Practice hospitality. Welcome the stranger. All of those things that I've seen and witnessed among you as a community that you do very faithfully here both individually as well as as a community. But like I said, sometimes there are times I am like Peter who blurts out something or does something. And like Jesus said to Peter, Jesus may even say to me, you are causing a stumbling block and not keeping your eyes on God. So today, all I can do is to invite you to go through this list. You do the self-examination of where you are, where are the things that you can say that, yes, when I wear this cross, when I am following Jesus, I'm practicing those things. Or maybe there are some things that I can even work on as seeing those as growth opportunities. As you know, many of you have even participated in some of the drop-in sessions that I have been having with members here at St. Mark's uh, during this time of transition to reflect on what have been the seeds of pastoral leadership in this congregation have planted in the past and how you have cultivated and nourished many of those seeds that have been developing into new ministries of serving God's people, not only here at St. Mark's, but in the neighboring community and throughout the world. And as I've had those conversations with people, I've asked them to reflect on the attributes, one of the things they see are the strengths, but I also invite them to say, what are some of the stumbling blocks that we may find ourselves not only in this time of transition, but as we move forward as a faith community. And I've been able to identify three of them of the common themes with the different groups. The first one is, we are not a congregation that's lacking zeal. No, we have a great zeal uh, in our outreach of caring for other people and bringing food to the hungry or taking clothes to the prison uh, or even bringing those bags to those on the street of whether it's uh, beat the chill or bringing uh, food to people during the heat wave that we had these last couple weeks. There is a zeal of doing outreach. 
But I have to ask myself, and I've asked the different people who I've been meeting with, have you ever taken the time to listen to the stories of the people that you do bring the food to? Or the, have you heard the stories of the people who are in prison? Maybe there's opportunities there for us to better get to know of those who are in need and what's the story about what they are hungering for. How can we listen to them? Again, the second one that I have seen is again, well, along with that first one of extending hospitality and having that zeal is that we do extend great hospitality here at St. Mark's. We welcome the stranger. But as I have been reading through the confidential survey forms that you filled out earlier this year, some of the comments of people who said, I don't feel welcome all the time. Um, are there ways, again, in which we can extend hospitality? With that first one and that second one, I want to lift up another area. Over the years, there have been surveys among the different Protestant churches to say, how many of your members are a people of different color? Do they feel welcome here? Now the ELCA, the Evangelical Lutheran Church, of all the Protestant church, ranks the lowest on that survey. The percentage of members of people of color in the ELCA is very small compared to the Presbyterians, to the Methodists. Are there ways in which we can grow? Are we more hospitable and welcoming to people who may look very different than us? After all, we reflect one of those ELCA congregations. I, one of the things I did this past week as I began having those conversations, I was curious. I went back to the records that we keep track of when Pastor Jan came, what was the membership here? Do you have any idea for some of you who were here on that first day that Pastor Jan um, started ministry? We had just over 700 members here at St. Mark's. When he left, it was over 1,300 members. That is a lot of growth in these 22 years. One of the questions that I've been asking people when I share that information, do you want to grow as a congregation? Some have said, even in those surveys, it's getting too big. I like the small community. I invite you to think about this, though. Who are we really here for? Are we here only for ourselves? That is important to help us to grow in our faith. It's a lifelong process of continuing to grow in our faith. But we already know about Jesus. We already know about God's abundant grace and generosity. But what about all of those people who have never really knew any of the stories of Jesus and what he has done for people who are in need? And how many people don't know about God's abundant grace and generosity and love? Who are we here for? 
The third attribute, and even the stumbling block that I've identified, is taking a look at how all of these ministries that we support, and it is amazing of how many ministries we have. We have 41 different ministries that we support financially and where we walk with people. But one of the things, we have this beautiful building facility, and it was expanded under Pastor Jan. We have this beautiful building, but we also have seen all of the needs for expanding and strengthening the ministries in order for them to happen. We have added staff, staff who we value, because the support of walking with you and working with you in these ministries does require staff support. One of the things that the Finance Committee as well as stewardship has taken a look at, and you were, many of you might have even been at the annual meeting to learn that this year it was the first time of using some of our reserves. And we adopted an, on a ministry plan a budget that has a gap in between what our offerings were pledged and pledges were about, but there's a gap more than it's ever been in the past. But again, we can look at those figures and say, do we, in those words and moments of uncertainty, do we go down the, the fear path or do we go down the path of faith? Again, it gives us time and opportunity this congregation has been very generous in the many different ways of supporting the ministry, but also are there ways in which we can expand the generosity of our hearts through our financial gifts of helping support the general fund. All three of these things, we have the attributes, but we also have the opportunities of strengthening those ways and not make them stumbling blocks of, for us of as we continue to be faithfully follow Jesus. Jesus invites us to pick up the cross and follow him. We don't walk alone in this journey. I heard this quote this past week of a pastor who said, we say, but Lord, I cannot do this. And God says, I'm glad to hear you say that. Through, through you, I can do this. I can work with you to make things happen. We are a people of hope. We can rejoice of knowing that as Jesus has claimed us and redeemed us and loved us and has made us his own, the cross that was made on the forehead at the time of our baptism promises us those things that God is with us always. There will be times where we will experience tribulation, but again, with our constant prayers, we can be reminded that through God, all things are possible. Amen. You've been listening to the St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows podcast channel. Thanks for joining us.